Thank you for joining us for another episode of Checking In. In studio today, I have with us Luke Men- Menkes. Right. Pardon me. I was going to say <laughs> Mendez. Uh, Very Mendes close. Music, you know, close. Yeah. Uh, Luke Menkes, with, uh, you're a broker with Fair Realty. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing you for a number of years, mm-hmm. and I know a little bit uh, of your history and your story, and I hope you'll share it with us. I want to go way back, because I remember when you told this story, I was like jaw drop, <laughs> couldn't believe what you were, you were telling. Uh, so I want to go way back to your time in the, in the Cayman Islands. Sure. And then I'll go even a little bit before that because I have a, another question. So, you can you share with us what you were doing in the Cayman Islands and um, what brought you here? Sure. So I'm Canadian. I was born and raised in Toronto. Uh, 1997. My father was living in Florida, and uh, he wanted to retire in the Cayman Islands, so he bought a property. Uh, mixed-use commercial building, about 10,000 square feet. And two weeks after he bought it, he was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I, I thought I included you that part. Have. I'm but, so sorry. But uh, long story short, he had an option on some development land. Uh, I was 27 years old at the time, and I didn't know anything. My dad <laughs> started to teach me stuff when he was dying. He always had the uh, belief that he would live to be 120. And when I was young, he would say, you don't need to worry about that. I'll tell you later. Go have fun. So I didn't know anything. You know, I was pretty ignorant when I was 27, 28. So uh, he said, look, we have an option on this land. And uh, it's a townhouse development. And it's going to be about uh, $30 million in debt. You know, bank financing and all this stuff. and all these. Million. Yeah, all these moving parts, and you know, we have a, maybe a couple million to put into it, but the rest you're going to be beholden to the bank. And I was like, "What?" Like I'm, I was at that point, I was lucky if I had a hundred bucks in my pocket. I mean, so he said, "Go down to the Cayman Islands. I want yeah. you to talk to the lawyer. I want you to talk to the realtor. Talk to everybody, and you decide if we're going to go ahead with this project or ask the lady for our seven hundred thousand dollar deposit back." if you don't think you can do it. So no pressure, right? No pressure. <laughs> so right. I go down, um, I'm staying at the Treasure Island Hotel, which was a famous hotel, and I asked the concierge, I said, uh, you know, I'm 27, 28 years old, where's a good place to go for a drink? He said, uh, the Lone Star is the closest, it's about one mile walk, just straight up the road. So I said, okay, so I walk up there, and it's right next door to my dad's building. I didn't know until I got there, right next door. I walk in the front door, and they're playing the tragically hip on the speakers. Mm-mm. So uh, I said to the bartender, I said, you know, that's my favorite band in the whole world, but I've never heard them played outside of Canada before. And he said, me and all the staff here, we're all Canadians. Everybody here is a Canadian. Interesting. So after two, yeah. three drinks, I just felt it in my guts. I wanted to move there. So I called my wife at the time and I said, she was in Toronto, and I said, we're moving to the Cayman Islands. She said, fine with me. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. So we, we moved there. By 98, we were fully settled there. And 
land, along comes Hurricane. Yeah, so 98, 2000, 2001, I got divorced. Okay. Um, so I was single and I was uh, dating my daughter's mother in 2004. Okay. She was from Kelowna no. on an orc permit in the Cayman Islands. Fascinating. Um, we got pregnant. And when she was four months pregnant, a hurricane came and hit the island, destroyed the building, ripped it in half. The roof was in the parking lot. Uh, I did not have business interruption insurance. I didn't know what that was. Sure. So uh, October 1st, 2004, I got a letter from the bank saying, your mortgage is late. And I said, well, the roof is in the parking lot. The tenants can't pay me, you know, what am I supposed to do? Uh, so that was, you know, I was pretty broke. I didn't have much savings. I was dependent on the income from the building. Yeah. Uh, but I got through it. I got through it and uh, rebuilt the building in 2005. It was fully rebuilt, a little bit bigger, because I was mm -hmm. able to make the upstairs a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so. And uh, you stayed there until? Till 2008, um, I was a CNN junkie. And so watching the news in 2008, I really thought like it was financial Armageddon, like everything yeah. is gonna come crashing. So um, my ex had moved to Nelson, BC right. with my daughter. Yeah. And I was flying between Cayman and Edmonton and then Cayman and Nelson. Yeah. And uh, 2008, I called my realtor and I said, listen, uh, you gotta sell this building. He's like, why? I said, because everything's coming to a crash. He's like, Luke, you should never panic with real estate. And if you do need to panic, it's too late. So don't panic. And I said, get it sold. <laughs> so he sold it. So uh, so he sold it and I moved to Nelson full time to be close to my daughter. Okay, so this is the part I'm so interested in. All of it, I'm interested in all of it. <laughs> but you, you are running a, um, uh, a business in the Cayman Islands, yeah, and you come back to Kelowna or Nelson, Nelson, uh, yeah. to Nelson to be near your daughter. And did you then decide to go into real estate? Yeah, so I had been in real estate. You know, I own that building in the right. Cayman Islands, and I bought and sold properties, and not on a huge scale, but uh, I've been in real estate since my twenties, really. Um, and your father was in real estate? Yeah, later in his life. Okay. So he was a computer programmer. Okay. And uh, he sold his business and uh, he was investing in real estate and dabbling in real estate. So mm -hmm. my first exposure to real estate was 19. Okay. He was doing a 28 lot subdivision in Mississauga outside of Toronto. And it was his partner in that venture that convinced him to move to the Cayman Islands. Because hmm. that guy went to the Cape Islands after working with my dad and uh, he's done, you know, probably a billion dollars worth of real estate down there wow. since the 90s. That's incredible. Yeah, so. So you fell in love with real estate? Yeah. What do you love about real estate? Um, so my mom was an interior designer. She was really good with aesthetics. Okay. She could come into a dusty, busted up room and visualize something amazing. Huh. Uh, my dad was really good with numbers and with math and with finance. 
Um, so they would clash because he would say, here's $100,000, go buy a house and fix it up and we'll flip it. And uh, she would overbuild, like she would make it so beautiful that you couldn't sell it for the price that you needed to in the neighborhood. <laughs> but it was gorgeous. And she didn't really care about losing 20, 30,000. And she was like, it looks amazing. And it did. And he would say, yeah, the goal is to make money. And she's like, no, the goal is to make it beautiful. So I like <laughs> to think I've got those two things combined. I was yeah. going to ask if you had a little bit of both. Yeah. So I work okay. with a lot of clients that uh, want to do renovations. Um, in Kelowna, there's not a lot of cheap real estate unless you're willing to go in and rip out walls and, and do some heavy work. Some tenant improvements. or Yeah. Hmm. And there, there are quite a few deals like that, and I believe I can spot those and do the math and present it to someone and say, here's the one you should buy, and here's what you need to do to it, and then we list it at the end. So investment properties. Yeah. Okay. But investment properties that are damaged or uh, look... Need a little bit of love. Look rough, yeah, or a lot. <laughs> need a little bit or a lot of love. Exactly. Uh, you had the, I believe, you had the opportunity to um, be in the first season of a television reality real estate yes. show. What was that like? That was, um, honestly, that was a great experience. It was a little bit intimidating for me. A lot intimidating. Yeah. I, um, so with Fair Realty, I was kind of a lone ranger, worked by myself. I like working by myself. I do love people, but I'm an introvert, so mm -hmm. I don't like being around people all the time. Short bursts of intense activity, then I like to be by myself. Mm -hmm. So um, the other four realtors on the show were all top realtors in the city. And to me, that was the most intimidating part because I didn't know really how I rated. Not being in a big office, not being around other top realtors, you know, it kind of... You can get into your head. A I was little bit. just gonna and, say uh, you can. Yeah. You can be your own worst enemy in that. Yeah. Hmm. And so the other four were so confident and so smooth, and that was the intimidating hmm. part, not the lights or the cameras. Camera. No, action. not lights, so much. Camera action. Okay. Just knowing that these top pros were kind of competing with me, that that was a little bit intimidating, but it was a great learning experience. We um. We made it deal at the start that we would split all the commissions. Mm. So we would still compete for the glory and to see who won the listing. But now we were free to share tips and share ideas. And it was a lot of sitting around. So to do one 25-minute episode, take about 10 hours. Oh, wow. So we're sitting around and we're talking about, so how do you deal with this? And how do you deal with that? And if mm. you get an objection... So to me, that was the best part. I got such a great education uh, from the other four realtors. So, and I actually taught them a few things too, which I didn't realize. But oh, yeah. I think that's great, Luke. Now, the um, fairly recently you started a podcast. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, I love Kelowna. Mm -hmm. How has it been going? Great. And, and why do you do it? 
So uh, I love Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes. And I was listening to his audiobook, uh, Crushing It. Mm -hmm. And one of the chapters was on podcasting. Now, back in the late 90s, or sorry, mid 2000s, 2005, mm -hmm. I actually got a job on a radio station in the Cayman Islands. But when I moved to be closer to my daughter, uh, when I was traveling between Edmonton, I had to give up that radio job. So I was bored. And uh, in 2006 in Edmonton, I started a podcast. It was one of the early podcasts before it was popular. Wow. And it became quite popular. And in 2009, I gave it up because of the Nelson venture. Yeah. And I shouldn't have done that. Mm. But I was always kind of itching to get back into podcasting. And I was like, I don't really want to give a monologue. I don't, you know, wasn't comfortable with that. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk said that a great idea for a podcast is for a realtor to interview business leaders and become a, an expert on local business. Hmm. I thought, that's a great idea. Brilliant. And I actually like asking people questions um, and interviewing them. And then one, uh, my wife, Kara, came up with a great concept. And this is how we've grown the show. So we end it by saying, who would you like to nominate mm -hmm. to come on the show? Mm -hmm. And uh, I've done 168 interviews now. Oh, wow. With uh, being an introvert. Yeah. Um, just asking, who would you like to hear me interview on the show? There's only two criteria. Uh, they have to agree with the, the title of the show. So if they hate Kelowna, they can't come on the show. <laughs> and uh, number two is you would like to hear me interview them. It could be anybody. So we've done, you know, uh, wine, uh, you know, vineyard yeah. owners. We've done business people. We've done artists. We've done psychics. We've done, you know, all kinds of people. And it, it's been so much fun. So much fun. Well, Kelowna... Uh, has an amazing community of people in so many sectors and so many industries and it, I'm always struck at uh, the ability to do or to execute it doesn't matter yeah. how big the goal is or how big the the idea is mm -hmm. uh, Kelowna somehow is a magnet it, it brings people uh, into this community that, that just have the can-do, so do ability. So it's fascinating. I, I, 168 interviews, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, you are always, uh, or correct me if I'm wrong, Luke, I think you're very much um, a searcher of knowledge and information. You read a lot, you watch a lot of videos, you watch a lot of podcasts. Definitely. Um, uh, you're always, I, I believe it's for personal and professional development. Is there one uh, person that you gravitate to consistently that you get good learnings from? Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of changed over the years mm -hmm. and it kind of goes back and forth. My uh, Biggest hobby right now. Hmm. Uh, two, I could say two biggest hobbies right now. Real estate. I still love real estate. So um, there's a, an audio book I'm listening to for the third time right now. And it's called Ninja Selling. And it's an American 
uh, realtor, and I totally forgot his name because I just listen. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't read so much because yeah. I'm driving all the time. Yeah. But um, just a great real estate sales book. Uh, the name will come to me. And my second favorite uh, topic of discussion is American politics right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I know it's, it's, it gets the emotions going and it's a big controversial thing, but it's important. It's I mean, I've always said Canada tends to follow mm -hmm. the United States. Like we criticize and we, you know, kind of tend to have a little bit of a superior attitude, but we tend to follow what happens in the States pretty closely, at least within a few weeks. So, so. I'm curious, Luke, then what do you think? I, I, I keep wanting to do an episode that is something about um, rear view mirror, looking at where we've come from and sort of crystal ball where we're going. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for Kelowna. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think? through the context of what you're referencing with, with what's going on politically in the U.S., uh, what do you think uh, the future of Kelowna is in the next few years, five years? Mm -hmm. Very positive, very mm -hmm. positive. So um, I like data and being as scientific as possible, but I also think that once you've read everything there is to read and looked at all the math, you have to go with your gut instinct. Mm -hmm. And uh, my belief is that far more people want to come to Kelowna than leave Kelowna. Mm -hmm. Just as um, a very general uh, rule of thumb or yeah. marker, more people want to come here than leave. So that's my reason for optimism. Um, it's beautiful, as you know. Uh, we, we are starting to see some issues with homelessness and crowding and traffic. But uh, I've been selling quite a few homes to people from the coast. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, are you sure about this neighborhood? Because you tell me you like, you know, downtown, but it's going to take you 15, 20 minutes to drive there. And they're like, that would be heaven. Because right. right now it takes me an hour and a half mm -hmm. or, you know, an hour to drive somewhere. So um, it reminds me a lot of Vancouver 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen those before and after mm -hmm. pictures mm -hmm. of the skyline? Now, I hope we don't become that packed, but um, no, I think it's really very positive. If you look at all the Canadian cities, this is probably the best, really. I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> so, thank you very much for joining us. Thank Luke. you. I appreciate it's been a real pleasure, and it's great to see you. Very good to have you. Thanks. Cheers.